Welcome to Liquid Church Media. The message you're about to enjoy was originally delivered live at Liquid Church by Pastor Tom Kang. For more content, log on to liquidchurch.com or visit one of our campuses in the New Jersey metro area. Liquidchurch.com, where truth is relevant and grace wins. I'm a forensic artist. Worked for the San Jose Police Department from 1995 to 2011. I showed up to a place I had never been, and there was a guy with a drafting board. We couldn't see them, they couldn't see us. Tell me about your hair. I didn't know what he was doing, but then I could tell after several questions that he was drawing me. Tell me about your chin. It kind of protrudes a little bit, hmm. especially when I smile. Your jaw. My mom told me I had a big jaw. What would be your most prominent feature? I kind of have a fat, rounder face. The older I've gotten, the more freckles I've gotten. I would say I have a pretty big forehead. Once I get a sketch, I say thank you very much, and then they leave. I don't see them. All I had been told before the sketch was to get friendly with this other woman, Chloe. Today I'm going to ask you some questions about uh, a person you met earlier, and I'm going to ask you some general questions about their face. She was thin, so you could see her cheekbones. And her chin, it was a nice, thin chin. She had nice eyes. They lit up when she spoke. Cute nose. She had blue eyes, very nice blue eyes. So here we are. This is the sketch that you helped me create, and that's a sketch that somebody described of you. So yeah, that's... She looks closed off and fatter, sadder too. Mm -hmm. The second one looks more open, friendly, and happy. Mm -hmm. I should be more grateful of my natural beauty. It impacts the choices and the friends that we make, the jobs we apply for, how we treat our children. It impacts everything. It couldn't be more critical to your happiness. Do you think you're more beautiful than you say? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's powerful, right? Let me ask you, what would your portrait look like if you had to describe yourself to a forensic artist? See, my guess is that for many of us, our portraits would look just a little bit dimmer, just a little bit sadder than who we truly are, just like the women in that video. And so my question is, now, why is that? Well, hey, everyone, I'm Pastor Tom, and I want to welcome you to Liquid Church, where today we're going to focus on lies, lies that actually lock us up, uh, flaws that we tend to fix on, all of which sort of makes me wonder, where do these lies actually come from? Well, do you know what the Gospel of John says? It says that we actually, every single one of us, we have an enemy. And our enemy, when he lies, 
He speaks his native language, for he is what now? What does it say? A liar. He's a liar, and he is called the father of lies. Exactly. So guys, do not miss this, okay? Our enemy is actually called the father of lies. And so what he loves to do most is lie. He likes to get you to believe things that are not true. In fact, whether or not you call yourself a Christian, whether or not you follow Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you need to understand this. Uh, even if you don't believe that this is the word of God, you need to understand this truth, okay? Jot this down if you're taking notes. I gave you some space there. The truth is this. A lie believed as truth actually affects you as if it were true. A lie believed as truth affects you as if it were true. doesn't matter if you're Christian, Hindu, Muslim, black, white, Yellow, old, young, male, female, transgender, it doesn't matter. If you believe a lie as if it were true, it will affect you as if it were true. Think of the ladies in that opening video, right? How did they actually describe themselves? Do you remember? They used words like round face, Big jaw, protrudes, big forehead, closed off, sadder, fatter. All they could focus on were these quote-unquote flaws. Even though each one of them was so beautiful in her own right, they fixated on the flaws. You ever feel that way? Maybe you're feeling this way today. Maybe you walked into church that and you just feel like you just constantly focused on the lies in your life. Is there a lie? Let me ask you, is there a lie right now that you're believing as truth? Is there a flaw? It could be a physical flaw, a character flaw, maybe a family flaw. It doesn't matter. Is there a flaw in your life that you are fixated on? You are absolutely focused on this one thing. And it's got you thinking things like, ah, you know what? I just, I don't even care. This is who I am. I, I can't help it. And you know something else? This is what everyone sees. This is how people recognize me. Well, I've got good news for you. We believe in a God of truth. And the Holy Spirit is called the Spirit of truth. And he has come to do warfare with the father of lies. So I want to give you some truth from God's word today, amen? Would you turn with me in your Bible to the New Testament book of 2 Corinthians chapter 10. It's found there on page 807 in your Bible. And as you turn there, notice what the Apostle Paul says here. This is awesome. He says, for though we live in the world, we do not, what? What does Paul say we do not? We do not wage war as the world does. Verse 4. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have, would you say this word out loud together? They have divine power. Exactly. That word power there is the Greek word dunamis. It's where we get our word dynamite from. The word of God says that we have access to this dynamite-like power for what? To demolish strongholds. What are strongholds? Let's just pause right there for a second. What, 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 what's a stronghold? Well, my guess is that you actually know exactly what a stronghold is because for the past four weeks, 
Pastor Tim has walked us through the scriptures and he showed us a very specific, very particular kind of stronghold. Of course, I'm talking about sexual strongholds, right? You guys remember this, right? And what a powerful series that was. As a matter of fact, do you know that over 300 of us, 300 people right here in this church inquired about our new freedom groups that are starting at all of our campuses. We have eight of these freedom groups that are starting across all of our campuses. So if you're looking for freedom in the area of sexual strongholds, you need to sign up for one today. You can still do that at liquidchurch.com. But you know something? There are other strongholds in life. I get this. Not everyone here struggles with sexual strongholds. I understand that. Unfortunately, there are many other examples that we can point to. Not all of us struggle with the stronghold that is, that is the body, that is the flesh. For some of us, for some of us, it's actually this right here. It's actually mental, right? We saw some of this in the video with the women. It's, it's, it's the thoughts that we have inside of our minds, how they can tend to affect every single thing about us, right? Some of us have mental strongholds. I was talking to a friend the other day, and he was saying how he just struggles. There are some mornings where he just struggles to get out of bed. It's not a physical ailment, but it's all up in his head. See, he'll fall asleep watching the news at night, right? He'll CNN, whatever it is, Fox, whatever. And, and he goes to sleep with these thoughts in his mind. And then he wakes up with all these things inside of his mind. And he just, he just, he, he, he's like crippled. He can't get out of bed because there's something there. Be it domestic violence, beheadings, ISIS, Ebola. He feels like the whole world is on fire and he just, he can't, he's paralyzed. He can't get out of, that is a stronghold. How about this one? Anyone, you have these, this kind of stronghold right here? You know, maybe you haven't taken Financial Peace University, you know, learn how to budget, learn how to deal with financial strongholds. I took Financial Peace University. It changed my life. It broke the bondage of financial strongholds. But I tell you what, not everyone has taken the course yet. In fact, a single mom came up to me last Sunday after the message. Pastor Tim was preaching about porn, but she comes up to me and she's like, Pastor Tom, I need help. I need help. And I thought we were going one way, but she says, I just, I I, my finances are killing me. I, I need money. I have nowhere to go. Can you help? Can the church help? See, i got so many medical bills, I don't even know what to do. And I'm asking for financial aid. And when I go to apply for financial aid, they say, no, 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 you can't do that. You make too much money to qualify for financial aid. But I know at the end of the month, I make too little to actually get by. I need help. Finances were her stronghold. Finances were just killing her. Well, you know what? How about this classic one right here? Anybody struggle with this? Maybe you know somebody that struggles with this. Gambling, drinking, smoking. This is a classic one right here. It could be any vice. It could be food. It could be anything, right? I'm talking about habitual strongholds. See, maybe for you it's not porn, it's not finances, it's not fear. But maybe for you, maybe for you it's like, it's the fact that your job is so stinking stressful. 
You come home from your job, it's like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, you can't even look at the kids. You can't even think about them. You can't even look at your wife before you have another three fingers of scotch. Maybe you're someone that, you know what, you, just, you, you, you can't go to bed, you, you can't do any of that until, until you've had your second glass of shard because that's the one that does just enough to take the edge off. See, I don't care what your stronghold is. It doesn't matter. We all have strongholds in our life. And the definition of a stronghold is simply this. It's a lie that locks you up. It's a lie. Remember this? It's a lie and it just locks you up. That's what a stronghold is. A lie that locks you up. Again, all those women in the video, right? Each of them. Beautiful, created in God's image, yet all they could focus on were lies. They were literally, they were held strong. They were held strong by lies, locked up by lies. And men, we are no different, okay? We struggle from this as well, only in the opposite way. Let, let me explain that, okay? See, women, women look in the mirror and they think that they're ugly. But that's not true. That's a lie. You're beautiful. Men, we look in the mirror. We think we're good looking. That's not true. That's a lie. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? That's ridiculous. Men. Okay, this, just, just go with me on this, all right? This is the only possible explanation for something like Speedos, okay? When you see a man in Speedos... That man is locked up in a lie. That's a deception. That's an abomination of desolation, okay? I'm trying to speak truth into your life right now. Maybe you're here. Maybe you're the Speedo man right now. You're listening. I'm trying to speak truth into your life, amen? Seriously, though. Seriously, though. Unfortunately, I tell you what. Unfortunately, there are no shortage of examples of strongholds in our life. You know, it doesn't even matter what your stronghold is. There are no shortage of examples. I'm talking about lies that actually lock you up. That's what I'm talking about. So what we're going to do today is this. Through the remainder of our time, we're going to look at a couple of passages from the scriptures, from the words of God, from truth that are going to help us to unlock these lies. I want you guys to think of it like this. I want you to think of it as keys to unlocking strongholds that bind you. And the first key right here, the first key, if, you, if you're taking notes, is found in the very next passage, in the very next verse of the passage, same passage that we're talking about. Apostle Paul says this in no uncertain terms. He says, we notice the word here. He uses, he uses the word what? Demolish. We destroy. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And what do we do? We, we, what? Take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So the first key to demolishing strongholds, the first key to unlocking lies is this. Key number one, if you're taking notes, capture wrong thoughts. Capture wrong thoughts. In other words, any thought that is inconsistent with the word of God. We need to pounce on that thing. 
We need to capture that thing. We need to catch that thing and not allow it to roam inside of you. You know what I'm talking about. Anything that is not of God, we demolish it, we destroy it, we smother it. We do not allow it to breathe. See, right right over here, right? In other words, if, if you have a thought, okay, oh my gosh, Ebola. Everywhere I look, it's Ebola. I go on Facebook, it's Ebola. I turn on the news, it's Ebola. I got an email from my mom, it's about Ebola. Be careful, be careful. Oh, everything, right? Oh my gosh, you know, at first it was in Africa, then it wound up in Texas, and now it's in Newark. And oh my gosh, I just went to the airport yesterday. That's that right there. That's being locked up. We need to capture that. We need to capture that. And we need to remember, God has not given us a spirit of fear. He has not. The word of God says he has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of what? Sound mind. Sound mind. That's the spirit that God has given you, not one of fear. Huh. But honestly, can I just be straight with you right now? Can I just go live here for a second? I need to share this with you. I struggle every day to take captive my thoughts and make them obedient to Christ as well. As a matter of fact, in particular, this past week, I was having some thoughts inside of me as I examined my heart, as the word examined my mind. It was brought to my attention that, you know what, there are so many things I'm not proud of, and more importantly, that I know God is not pleased with in my heart as I meditate, as I think about these things. Honestly, I saw some ugly things inside of my heart. I saw things like envy, arrogance, and bitterness. And more specifically, let me just shoot straight with you here. There I was. I'm going to explain to you the situation. There I was, right? I'm minding my own business. It's like the middle of the week, right? I was actually, truth be told, I was actually preparing this message. I'm actually at my desk writing this message on my computer when I just decided to, I I needed a little mental break, right? I, I got into a certain part, needed a little mental break, right? So I clicked on an open tab to Facebook. Big mistake right there, okay? I just want to admit that, right? And at the top of my news feed was this Wall Street Journal article that a lot of my old high school friends were like liking and, face, and, and, and forwarding and, and sharing all week, right? So what do I do? I go ahead and I click on that, and lo and behold, it's an article of an old high school buddy of mine. This is a true story. It's an article, it's a Wall Street Journal cover article of an old high school buddy of mine. We grew up in the same town, we're the same grade, same school, we played lacrosse together, the whole nine, all right? And this article is going on and on about how he's doing really well in today's ever cutthroat Hollywood entertainment industry, okay? Now, granted, I've known like for the last 10 years or so that he's been doing well, but you know something? As I'm reading this article, it makes it crystal clear that this guy isn't just doing well. He is killing it. I mean, this guy, it even used the word dynasty a couple of times in the article. I'm just like, oh my gosh, right? And as I'm reading on, it starts mentioning all like these, this true story, all these Hollywood A-listers he's hanging out with, right? Astronomical dollar signs, right? Uh, All the glitz and glam of life in LA. And oh, by the way, he recently just got married to a professional model, of course, right? And all I could do as I'm reading this article is all I could do is I just kept thinking back to like junior high, back to high school, when this guy, he 
He was just like one of us. He was just like a normal kid. He was like one of us, right? And honestly, I, this stuff started bubbling up inside of me. Do you know what I'm talking about? And I just start thinking to myself. I just start thinking, man, you know? <sighs> I just turned 40 this year, okay? I, I'm not rich. I'm not famous. Although I did marry a model. Erica, I love you, sweetie. <laughs> but... but I did, thank you, that's for her. But I, I did, I honestly, I did find myself withering under this like weight of comparison, comparing myself to this guy that I grew up with. I haven't even seen him for like over a decade, okay? It's ridiculous, I know, believe me. I never said that I was proud of this, okay? But that's honestly, honest, I'm telling you as your pastor, that's honestly where my heart, that's honestly where my mind went. It was just a nasty place. And so I finished the article, right? I'm done with it, right? I clicked back to where I last left off on my message writing. <laughs> I kid you not, in big, bold, black, and highlighted letters was the last thing I typed, capture wrong thoughts. I got to practice what I preach, people. <laughs> Amen. I mean, every day I got to be killing the stinking thinking inside of me. That's the truth. That's the truth. So what about you? What about you? What, what stinking thinking do you need to start killing inside of you? What are the things in your life that occupy so much headspace, so much heart space that are not from God? I'm talking about things of envy arrogance, lust, anger, gossip. We need to capture those things. We need to capture wrong thoughts. Amen? I want to share with you the second key. Once you capture those wrong thoughts, it leads us to the second key to strongholds in our life, and that is this. Once you capture the wrong thoughts, Key number two, you need to release right words. Say that with me again. Release right words. Amen. We capture wrong thoughts. We capture wrong thoughts and we release right words. We capture the wrong and we release the right. Now, why is that so important? Well, there's an Old Testament book of wisdom. In the scriptures, it's called Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, has a most powerful verse, okay? If we can master this verse, we've got so much of life mastered. And this verse is this. It says, the tongue has the power of both what? Both life and death. Exactly. The words you use have the power of both life and death. And yet so often... So often, we choose for whatever reason to use words to release words of death and defeat. I don't get it. It's like this young man who came up a couple weeks ago. Pastor Tim was preaching through that series on porn, and he comes up, and the spiritual care team is here. I'm here, and we're praying for this young man. And in the middle of the prayer, literally in the middle, he kind of breaks off, and he's just like, I, I can't do this. Forget it. This is just the way I am. I'm no good. I can't change. I can't break this habit. This is just who I'll always be like this. 
And you know what? I mean, this just broke my heart, right? And as he kept repeating those words of death and defeat, I was having my own little mental trip inside of me, and I, it brought me back to a place. I share this with some of you. It brought me back to a place in my earlier days of college when I struggled to, to stop smoking. I mean, you, you want to talk about a habitual habit? Two packs a day, that's 40 cigarettes, every day for two to three years, Marlboro Reds. That was me. Your pastor. Habitual strongholds, right? And I can remember saying the same exact things. I can't quit. I love Jesus, but it's not helping me because I just, I, I believe him. Yes, I love him. Yes, I want to give my life to him, but I just can't. It, this, it's got a hold on me. It's not letting go. It's too strong for me. I'm a smoker. That's, that's who I am. What's the use? I'll never be free. And it wasn't until... I learned to capture those wrong thoughts, those lies. It wasn't until I learned to capture those things and to start releasing words of truth. I would actually verbally, literally, audibly have to speak words of truth almost to myself. These truths from the scripture that the stronghold began to unlock. And, and so here's what it would look like. I want to show you this, okay? It would just be me on like a Tuesday morning, waking up, going to class, hanging out with my friends, and, and out of nowhere, right, that moment of decision would come. You know what I'm talking about? That craving, I know, it would just kick in, right? I was doing fine, but that craving would kick in. And at that moment, I have a decision. Do I smoke or do I not? At that moment, I have a decision. Am I going to hold on to the lies or am I not, Right? And I, what I would have to do is I would have to capture the wrong thought. I would have to capture the lie, the lie that kept on saying, no, 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 Tom, that's who you are. You're a smoker. That will never change. I would have to capture that wrong thought. And in its place, I would literally audibly have to release right words. The right words that said, no, 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 I can do everything. Say this with me. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. It meant I had to capture the wrong. Ugh, I can't change. I'm stuck. This is how I'll always be. And instead, I had to release the right. Therefore, if you are in Christ, there is no, you are now a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. It meant capturing the wrong thought. It meant capturing the lie that, oh man, I can't. This temptation is too much for me. It's too strong. I always give in. I'm just back where I was. Always, I'll never give up. This temptation is too strong. And it meant releasing the right. God will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will provide a way out. See, we capture the wrong and we release the right. We capture the wrong thoughts, and we release the right words because the tongue has the power of life and 
death. And somewhere in that process, okay, because it is a process. It did not happen overnight for me, okay? But somewhere in that process of capturing the wrong, releasing the right, capturing the wrong, releasing the right, capturing the wrong, releasing the right, somewhere in that process, God began to renew my mind. He began to reprogram my heart. And by his grace and for his glory, the strongholds in my life began to crumble. But not without this third and final key. This third and final key, if you're taking notes, is this. Key number three, live by the Spirit. I love the way the Apostle Paul puts it in his letter to the Galatians. He said it this way. He said, so I say, live by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of your sinful nature. Then he goes on and he says, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Now I get it. Some of you are thinking, all right, preacher, I I understand, I understand. It's Sunday, we're in church. That sounds so spiritual. Live by the Spirit, right? I get it, though, because you're thinking, all right, that sounds great, but what does that actually mean, right? How do I live by this? How do I keep up with this? I can't even keep up with my kids. They're running all over me, okay? How am I going to keep up with the spirit? What does that look like, right? Well, here's the deal. I got some good news. I got some bad news, all right? Bad news is I ain't going to tell you, all right? Not unless you want a much longer service, okay? But here's the thing. Here's the good news. The good news is next week, Pastor Tim is kicking off a brand new discipleship series that focuses on the Holy Spirit. It's called Firepower. You see, for 40 days, our entire church, Liquid Church, we're going to learn together as one big family. We're going to learn what it means to actually live by the Spirit. What does it look like in your daily life, in your real life, on a Wednesday afternoon at the office, at the water cooler, to keep in step with the Spirit? In fact, I want you guys to check out what Pastor Tim has to share about this brand new series that starts next week. Check this out. I'm excited for our series, Firepower, 40 Days with the Holy Spirit at Liquid Church, because I grew up in a conservative background that really emphasized the preaching and the teaching of God's Word. My wife comes from a charismatic church that really emphasized, you know, kind of flowing in the Spirit, you know, spontaneous worship, praying for miracles and signs and deliverance and healing and all that sort of thing. But at Liquid, we really feel like God is leading us to seek the best of both worlds. If you look in the Bible, the Holy Spirit is bigger than our human boxes. If you're charismatic, the Holy Spirit is bigger than your signs and wonders events. At the same time, for conservatives, he's bigger than our theology boxes. Jesus said, I want people who worship me in spirit and in truth, the best of both worlds. So for 40 days this fall, we're taking a balanced biblical look at the Holy Spirit's work in our everyday lives. We're gonna have anointed preaching, breakthrough prayer, daily devotionals, heartfelt worship. We're really seeking more of the Holy Spirit as a church. So if you're hungry for more of the Holy Spirit, this series is for you. And if the idea of being hungry for the Holy Spirit hasn't even really gripped your heart yet, I'm hoping it will create this hunger and ignite this passion for firepower, 40 days of the Holy Spirit. I would encourage everyone to invite their family, their friends, maybe people who haven't been to church in a while because this is gonna take a fresh look Blow the dust off the Holy Spirit. Bring them next Sunday. Bring them this entire fall as for 40 days we're going to pursue the Holy Spirit, God's firepower together. 
I tell you what, guys, I am pumped for that brand new series that starts next week. And here's why, okay? It's because I believe that God's Spirit is going to unlock the chains for a lot of people right here in, my, in our midst. And here's the deal, okay? I, I get it. Some of you may be thinking right now, you're looking at this, you've been looking at this, the whole message, and you're like, you know what, Pastor Tom, I'm not trying to brag or anything, okay? I, I say this with all humility, but I don't struggle with any of these things. I mean, like, life is pretty good right now. I'm not locked up in lies. And hey, if that's you, Praise God. That is an awesome thing. Praise God. God's going to continue to use you. But here's the deal. I bet you, I can guarantee you, you do know someone. It may not be you, but you do know someone who is struggling with one of these or maybe a different stronghold in your life. And here's the challenge. I realize that some of you may be like, well, that's not me. I want you to think of that other person right now, okay? I want you to think of someone in your family, someone in the office, someone at the gym, maybe in your school, someone who's maybe a chronic worrier, right, gripped by fear. I mean, they're constantly talking Ebola, ISIS, all this stuff, and they're paralyzed. Maybe you know someone that needs to take Financial Peace University. Maybe you know someone that has these financial woes and they can't get out. Or, Or someone with an addiction. Maybe there's someone in your family. Someone with a stronghold in their life. I bet you, you know. And here's the deal. I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to use you to invite that person to hear God's word to hear God's truth and to encounter the Holy Spirit. See, guys, this is why we've actually placed two of these things in your card. Would you go ahead and look inside of your programs right now? Pull out these two invite cards. If you don't have a card, if you didn't pick up a program, go ahead and raise your hand right now. Raise your hand. I got a person up here in the front, some people over here. Ushers are coming down right now, and they're going to give you some invite cards. And here's the deal, okay? Here's the deal. Let me just say this. These are not just pretty glossy pieces of paper. They are pretty cards, okay? They're glossy and all that, okay? But here's the deal. These aren't just that, okay? That's not, these are not just pretty pieces of paper. No, no, no. What you're, I want you to think of it this way, okay? What you're holding in your hand right now, I want you to, I'm, I've been praying that God would give you spiritual eyes. I want you to understand what you're holding in your hand right now, it's not just paper. These are people, these are actually people. I'm praying that God would give you spiritual eyes and that you would understand that these are people. They represent people that God wants to reach, who in God's eyes are spiritually dead, but he wants to empower, resurrect with the Holy Spirit. See, these are invitations to life. That's what these are. These are invitations to life. In fact, this blows me away. Did you know that most people who come to Liquid Church for the first time, even think of yourself right now. Some of you have been here, this is your first week. Some of you have been here for years and years. But just think of your own life. Did you know that most people who come to Liquid Church for the first time, actually be, they actually come because someone took the time to personally invite them. That's how they come. It's not because they heard something on the radio or saw something online or some big outreach. Those things are great. But by and large, more people come to Liquid Church and hear the word of God because someone took the time to say, hey, come check this out. Hey, what are you doing this Sunday? You want to come? That's it. Nothing super spiritual. But I believe God uses that and he honors that. 
That's the amazing thing. So, so who is God actually asking you to invite next Sunday to firepower? Maybe it's the guy at the gym. Maybe it literally is the guy at the gym. Maybe for you, it's like, you know, my wife, she, she takes the kids to school, right? Maybe it's for you, it's that other woman who, who, who you walk with and you drop the kids off at school. Maybe it's that person. Who is that person for you that God wants to use you to invite closer to himself? See, here's the deal, right? I've shared with you three keys, right? Three keys to unlocking the lies in your life, the strongholds in your life, right? The first key, right? Capture wrong thoughts. The second key, release right words. But it's really this third key, that third one, living by the Spirit, that is the key to freedom. Because like Scripture says, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is what now? Freedom, exactly. And here's the deal. Over the next 40 days, I believe that God is going to do something awesome in the lives of people here. And it's not because of our strength, but it's by his power. Amen? Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer right now. I want to pray for those people, especially that you're going to invite. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, right now, Lord, I just pray, first of all, for ourselves, for myself, Lord. Uh, You know the battles that I had this week, just in my mind. I had to capture those wrong thoughts, God. And I believe that I'm not alone today. I believe that there are men, women, and children in this room that need to capture the lies. Help us not to be like the those those sweet women in the in the video who were so beautiful, but they were they were focusing on the flaws, God. Let us not do that. Help us instead to release the right words. We need to know your truth. We want to hear your truth, Lord, and we want to live by the Spirit. And God, would you right now uh, impress upon our hearts, impress upon our minds, who is that person in our sphere of influence that you want to reach out to? How can you use us to draw others closer to yourself? Lord, enable us, empower us by your Spirit. And all God's people said together in one voice, amen. Thanks for listening to Liquid Church Media. If you were inspired or challenged by today's message, we hope you'll tell a friend. For more content, log on to liquidchurch.com or visit one of our campuses in the New Jersey metro area. Liquidchurch.com, where truth is relevant and grace wins.